air tour operators are picking up bookings. Have Rusty pilots been having flight checks? Are people going back to their aero clubs? Hi, and welcome back to Grounded, a series of podcasts about the effects of the pandemic on general aviation in Australia. I'm Angela Stevenson, and it's time for something a little different. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode eight, and I've decided that it's time to catch up with some of our earlier interviewees and find out what's changed, if anything. So hang around to hear what's been happening for Andrew Smith of Central Coast Aero Club, Michael Monk from Recreational Aviation Australia, and Wendy Mann at Geraldton Air in Western Australia since I last interviewed them a few weeks ago. Next week, I'll be having a little break. I've got some other important things to attend to, but then I'll be back with an episode that will be air show themed. So, of course, I'll be calling Paul from week four to find out what's changed in the air show world. And to round that one out, I've got a special interview with Mark Bright from Wings Over Illawarra Air Show that has been postponed until November. Excited? I am. Okay, are you ready? In week one, I spoke to Andrew Smith, Managing Director of Warnervale Air and Central Coast Aero Club, a flight school, maintenance facility, and of course, aero club. Let's give Andrew a quick call and check in on him and his organisation. Hi, Angela. Hi, Andrew. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I know what you've been up to today. Oh, do you now? <laughs> <laughs> already got the, the lowdown, have you? You want to tell me about it? Yeah, so we win Sydney. Uh, like uh, everybody seems to be going into the major capital <laughs> city aerodromes at the moment. It's certainly so, a trend. <laughs> it it uh, certainly is. So yeah, I had a student who um, was mad keen to get in there. So um, yeah, we uh, went through the rigmarole and got our slot time and it was all fairly easy in the end. Um, I think they were happy to see a bit of activity in there. Um, and uh, yeah, it seems to be a a common theme amongst GA pilots at the moment, but it was great, perfect day for it. So. We've got to take the little wins when they come. Yeah, exactly. So, how does it feel to be back in the air? Oh, fantastic, yeah. So, we made the decision to start up again, uh, sort of aligned with the New South Wales lifting of restrictions a week ago from last Friday. We're basically back to full training again. We made the decision to hold off on scenics and joy flights because we can't control the passengers or where they've been as much as we can with our students, uh, obviously, but we'll probably roll that back in again shortly, I would imagine. And we've got the appropriate sort of PPE and, and hygiene procedures in place, of course, but uh, it's been fantastic. And I've got to say, the, there must be a lot of pent-up frustration amongst pilots out there because we've been absolutely super busy since we started up again, which is good to see. Have a lot of those been flight reviews, uh, say, in, uh, say private pilots that are um, perhaps in a situation like myself where I have my own plane and technically yeah. I possibly don't have to go and be checked out again before I, before I go. Have you had anybody coming in and saying, hey, look, it's been a couple of months, I'd just really like to go with someone? Yeah, absolutely. We find most of our students are pretty good. Um, they'll self-regulate themselves um, and they know when to make the call uh, to get themselves checked out. Um, if it's been a while, um, obviously from a company standpoint, uh, we'll strongly suggest that they do that uh, before flying our aircraft if we feel they need it. Yeah, most people have taken the opportunity to get checked out and uh, a few circuits and emergencies, a bit of upper air work if they think they need it. And we obviously heartily agree with that for the majority of people who have had a, a couple of months away from flying. 
So it's sort of self-imposed mini- miniature flight reviews for a lot of people. And we've had a few people where flight reviews have actually cropped up in the intervening couple of months who, who actually need a, a formal flight review done as well, of course. Hmm. Well, that's good. So uh, what about the other businesses at the airport? How are they faring not asking you to name anybody in particular, of course, but what do you think yeah. overall is the picture? Yeah, well, um, at the airport here, because of the um, relationship with council, there's no really... There's not much in terms of other business. We have a small RA, RA Oz operator on site um, who's just a one-man operation, one aircraft, only flies a couple of days a week generally. Um, he's made the decision not to start yet, but he, I think he's starting next week from what I've heard. Our maintenance operation, who we um, sort of own and operate as well, have been going uh, strong throughout the COVID crisis because they're a little bit different over there. They can control who moves into the hangar and they're not close, up and close and personal with people like we are in the aircraft. So they've been busy, reasonably busy throughout. They lost a little bit of income because the pilots weren't flying as often, obviously. But uh, they've had a steady flow of work on long-term projects, for example. So they've been okay, and then apart from that, it's just us here at the Flying School uh, and the Aero Club. So we've certainly been super busy since we decided to start up again, which mm. is great. What about Hangaridge? Has there been? Have you noticed any changes in that area of, of your business? Have you noticed that that people are perhaps thinking about moving their planes on, or or is it is it all sort of steady? No, it's, we've had a couple of aircraft leave. Who essentially that was on the cards prior to the crisis. Anyway, we've. I've uh, got a big hangarage need here at the airport. Uh, so we've got a list that stretches on to close to 30 names on the list who are wanting a hangar. So there's certainly some demand there and a problem with supply. So those spots were filled straight away. Apart from that, we hadn't, haven't had anyone else leave. Most people have been happy to keep their aircraft and see the crisis through. If it had have extended on another six months or something, I think we would have probably seen a few people make the decision to sell their aircraft but luckily for the industry we haven't had too many people from our end anyway decide to get out of it and they've all sort of maintained their positions in the hangar which is good to see. Mm, let's hope there's not that second wave that they're talking about if we can just keep yeah, it this way it will absolutely, be fabulous. Absolutely I mean we're, we're lucky we got out of it a little bit earlier than I was perhaps pessimistically forecasting mm. Uh, we got back into it reasonably early, especially when you compare ourselves to overseas. Do you think that CCAC has changed permanently in any way as a result of the pandemic? How are you going to move forward now? What, what's going to be the same and what's going to be different? Yeah, well, look, I think the greater attention to detail with regards to hygiene will be with us for some time to come. I think in our last conversation, we spoke about that a little bit and I mentioned that I, I, I think it'll go pretty close back to what it was pre-COVID but I think there'll be a little bit hanging around and and people will pay a bit closer attention to hygiene. Things like um, you know washing your hands before and after flights not a bad idea anyway and I think um, with the COVID crisis it's made us pay a bit more attention to that. I don't think we're going to be flying around permanently with masks on and that sort of thing eventually that'll go away. Uh, We are at the moment of course because we're still in the in the midst of this issue but um, eventually, I think once um, levels drop to a, a significant amount, I can imagine the industry will start to move back a little bit more towards normality. But we've also moved on to, uh, we started heavily pushing towards online courses, like a lot of places had to do and, and adapt and change. Um, and it was a huge job, I've got to say. It took us longer than we thought. So we're still not completely there, but they're just about done. Uh, and I, I mean, that'll be a feature moving forward that we, we offer these online courses um, for, you know, permanently now. There's no reason why we wouldn't and probably supplement that with one-on-one tuition when needed as well. Mm. So has the council helped in any way? Look, the, the council 
they haven't directly offered to help. Uh, we sort of we asked for um, uh, a bit of a, a helping hand with the landing fee charges they charge us here at the airport, which you know quite high in comparison to most other airfields. I have to say, mm-hmm. and we were knocked back on that. Unfortunately, they did say that if you can't meet the requirements there, there are procedures you can go through as per you can at any stage um, to reduce the work or the, the difficulty in, in meeting obligations with payments to council. Luckily, we didn't have to, to do that, but it was a little bit disappointing that they didn't offer to help out a little bit, uh, like most government agencies have done, and they, they did with other sectors of society on the Central Coast, so mm. a lot of other businesses did receive help. Uh, so cafes and restaurants, for example, had all their fees waived um, for seating, uh, etc., on footpaths, um, but we weren't able to get any of that for our operation here at the airport and I suppose, you know, try not to be too pessimistic but it it does sort of ring true with GA in general, doesn't it? We sometimes tend to get put on the back burner and and not given the attention that we perhaps deserve. Just one little question, what about the club? Is it becoming more active again or are the oldies staying away? Because I know that generally speaking clubs are a little bit on the older side. as many aero clubs do, and I think we, uh, we both sort of said we had to be careful with how we phrased this last time. But yes. The, the membership does tend to, toward a whole, an older dem- demographic compared to a lot of, a lot of other clubs. Uh, and the online uh, side of it and keeping in touch digitally um, didn't work for a lot of them compared to um, face-to-face at the clubhouse. So that dropped off a little bit during the um, period where we were closed and we, you know, we couldn't have people indoors, etc. I've got to say that over the last week or so, it's been huge here in terms of the amount of flying we've been doing and the amount of people wanting to come out to the club and watch aeroplanes and have conversations, etc., uh, with the appropriate social distancing, of course. Um, so everybody's very, very keen to start up the uh, the hangar barbecues and the competition club competition days and, and the outings we have and that sort of thing. And I think that will get a big boost, to be honest. I think there's going to be a, a greater renewed club spirit after all this is said and done because people realise what it did mean to them now that they can't come out to the club or lost they couldn't come out to the club and um, I think um, yeah it'll only be good um, in that way once we get going again the the Aero clubs um, are much loved by their members and and the community in general the community here on the Central Coast has been very very supportive of our sort of plight here with trying to retain our home at the airport and um, I think we'll we'll get a big boost in numbers after this um, and the existing members will be here as often as they can by the looks of it, which is great to see. Well, that's great. Thank you very much, Andrew, for this little catch-up. Yeah, no, absolutely. Happy to have a talk. And in week two, I caught up with Michael Monk, CEO of Recreational Aviation Australia, better known as RAORS. So let's find out if anything's different there. Hello. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, really, really well. Sorry, I'm just walking around in circles and I'm standing at an airport, <laughs> which is kind of refreshing. Well, that's nice. I'm lucky you. <laughs> yeah. We're doing some promotional stuff, so my company uh, sponsors Matt Hall. We thought we'd pop up for a visit. Now that we're allowed to fly and it's a beautiful day, we thought we'd take the day off and um, come up and say hello. And we've been down at Warnervale as well, and it is going off like a frog in a sock down there. A frog in a sock. <laughs> So, no, it's really good to see people active and out flying. It is exciting, terribly exciting that we are allowed back in the cockpit. But let's get down to business. What's changed for you? Uh, Well, the the obvious thing that's changed is that um, we're going flying. Um, We've we've done a flight today. We've gone from uh, Canberra 
up to Warnervale to visit the guys and uh, one of your guests uh, from the Central Coast Aero Club. And, uh, and now we're at Lake Macquarie uh, doing some stuff with um, Matt Hall. Great. And, and what's changed for recreational aviation? Uh, well, the, again, the, the obvious, uh, people are back flying. Uh, we've had reports from um, a lot of our aero clubs and a lot of our flying schools that uh, there's a little bit of pent-up demand and they're, uh, they're playing catch-up. A few of them are now operating um, in the interim during the week to catch up on some of those people who've missed out flights. Uh, so it, it looks like we've now got a, a workable way to uh, train people uh, remaining compliant with the rules and um, and get back into aviation. Mm, and I remember we were talking about those flight reviews. Do you think that that's actually happened? That, that, so that's what they're catching up on, lots of flight reviews? Uh, yeah, we, we've had a few reports. Uh, you know, some people have, have gone out and, um, and, and have just jumped back in their planes. Others have taken the opportunity to uh, go to their flying schools, get a bit of a brief, uh, go for a quick squirt, to um, brush up on their skills. So it's a bit of a mix. Um, but in general, the, the reports are that uh, everyone's been pretty sort of conservative uh, in their approach and, uh, and they've taken a nice, safe return to mm. flying, which is good to hear. Mm. I can literally hear the joy in your voice from having your flight today. Oh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's, um, it's the first time I've been in the air for a couple of months. Um, and, and like I say, we've We've been walking around the uh, Watervale Airport and um, you know, they've experienced some hassles with the council in the past, uh, but the, it's, it's just a hive of activity and now we're at Lake Macquarie and uh, watching Matt Hall do some joy flights and there's gyrocopters uh, flying around and helicopters. It's fantastic. It's, it's, it's like being born again and rediscovering aviation. It's brilliant. Yeah, I've, um, I've been considering getting, a, getting an office at the airport because I don't like this working from home business. No, I think it's been driving us all so crazy. Yeah, I'm just wondering, though, if I did have an office at the airport, would I get any work done at all? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't think you'd get work done if you're anything like me. So what about RAOS membership? Anything happened there? Have you noticed uh, any anything at all? Um, yeah, we have. Uh, we've got a very small decline. It's, it's been remarkably robust. Um, the decline has been smaller than um, than what we had prepared ourselves for. But at the same time, we're not counting our chickens before they hatch, so to speak. Um, I think the, the economic impact of this uh, could last a little bit longer. Uh, and, and so we're, we're not um, looking at it with too much optimism, although, like I say, I've got a smile on my face and I am optimistic. Um, but we're also cautiously optimistic. What are you hearing from RA businesses? Have you, actually, have you noticed anybody actually closing their doors completely or is it, does everybody seem to be hanging in there for the minute? No, we, we haven't, uh, or certainly personally, I haven't heard of any businesses closing uh, permanently. Um, I, I think a lot of our aviators are you know, very much invested in aviation. They, you know, they own their own aircraft. They've invested in the infrastructure to, to teach and whatnot. Uh, and they're committed to continuing uh, down that path. And from private aviators, um, I've even heard anecdotal reports um, that they've flown a little bit more. And, uh, and that's a reason because commercial flights aren't available at the moment to a lot of areas where they used to be. And, uh, and instead of driving from, say, Canberra to Dubbo and taking five or six hours, people can jump in their plane and take a couple. In some ways, it's quite a success story or quite uh, a story to celebrate in some ways for aviation. We're, we're useful, we're robust, um, and it's, it's a practical means of transport.
Mm. I was talking to Sue Woods from Jabiroo in the last episode and she was saying that she thinks there'll be a resurgence in recreational flying for some of the reason that you've just spoken about, but also because fuel prices are cheaper and RPT prices will most likely be more expensive. Yeah, and and I think the the economics um, may indeed switch that way. Um, I'd be nervous about saying fuel prices will slow down uh, or stay down. I, I think as uh, people start travelling in their, you know, the obvious one being motor vehicles, uh, more often that'll drive demand for fuel up and obviously the price will somewhat recover. Hmm. But, yeah, I, I think there's there's a, a lot of things that uh, present opportunities for aviation. Um, as we're um, yeah, for, for many months to come, it, there, there may be many people that simply don't want to uh, get on a plane that's crowded with people or a bus or a train or a tram or whatever, and they prefer private modes of transport, which includes aviation, mm. be it RAOs or, you know, the smaller end of uh, the Casper uh, world. Mm-hmm. Or, or chartering a plane. Or chartering a plane, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Mm. So uh, just a reminder for Rusty Pilots, any advice? Uh, where can they go to access resources? So I'd recommend going down to your local aero club or your local flying school uh, and having a chat with an instructor. At the very least, um, it's not a formal flight review. So if there's someone that's been flying, um, you know, someone that you know uh, and trust, someone experienced, just jump in someone like that and they might help point out the uh, the rusty areas of your skills and, um, and just brush up. And, and what's happening with RAOs, CASA and all the government in relation to the impacts of the pandemic? Anything of a collaborative nature? Uh, no, we've been working very hard through the ASAP, through the GAN, uh, and I've, I've got a, a sit down with the, um, the Deputy Prime Minister tomorrow um, and we're talking about the recovery, uh, what it might need and some of the ongoing support for aviation while it gets back on its feet. Um, there's going to be a lot of commercial operators who, are, who they're, they're going to feel the pain for a little while to come, and uh, and we're working with government now to um, come up with some robust programs to help them get back on their feet. I'm, I'm just going to jump in and, and give myself a free plug. I'm just looking at Matt Hall. He's just come back from a flight, and I think he's entering his flights into our electronic logbooks at oh. Locker.Aero. Oh, that's fantastic! Actually, speaking of Locker.Aero, have you noticed anything in sales or in usage? Uh, in fact, we've had a little bit of a bump. I think people have taken the opportunity to get their um, their records up to date and, and use the downtime to um, transfer from paper to digital. So, you know, we're not going to set the world on fire with the increase in sales, but, um, but yeah, a little bit of a bump. All right. Well, really happy with that. well, I think that's about it, unless you've got something else exciting to tell me. Um, no. I've, uh, like I say, Matt just got back, so I'm going to go and have a chat with Matt and uh, maybe get, take the opportunity to go for a flight. It's a beautiful oh, day. Fabulous. All right. Well, you have a great day. Thank you so much again. Alright, thanks Angela. In week three, I spoke to Wendy Mann of Geraldton Air Charter in Western Australia. Gero Air specialises in air tours and relied heavily on inbound international tourism. As one of the worst hit sectors of the industry, I wonder where they're at. Hi Wendy, <laughs> thanks so much for agreeing to a quick chat today. No, that's okay, no problem. So I noticed that you've started to advertise again on social media. I noticed a couple of ads on Facebook. Have you had yep. much in the way of inquiries? And if no. any, is it all from within the state? What's happening in that space? Well, we've only had a couple of inquiries for two so far, and they've been from within WA. We've, we've got one booking for two passengers to go and have a look at the Pink Lake in June. 
we've had inquiries from a cruise ship company. Originally, that company thought they were going to have cruise ships here in August, but the WA government has um, forbidden any cruise ships to come in until at least the end of September. I noticed we did get a booking or notification that another cruise ship's going to be in Geraldton in December. Mm-hmm. So that's all we've got so far. Mm, so it's sort of still very preemptory. We, we, there's nothing really happening in that space until the borders reopen and, and who knows really no. when that will be. Well, look, now that our, our regional border is open from midnight on Friday night, mm-hmm. which means that people can travel for the, the long week. In fact, it might be Thursday night, I'm not sure. But people can travel for our long weekend this weekend which is good um but then again you worry whether people who've been on reduced hours reduced wages whether they can afford to to get away anyway and how are you feeling about having people back in the planes with you people that you don't know where they've been or what they've been doing well we've always kept with uh, you know we've been keeping with the hygiene and distancing measures we only were taking family groups, um, you know, out to the islands because there has been a few people going out to the islands because there's a little bit more rock lobster fishing happening at the moment. Um, so we've kept them to family groups. Um, you know, we make sure the planes are well sanitised. We have got seat covers, plastic seat covers we got from Singapore, I think, mm-hmm. to, um, you know, keep the seats clean and... Um, We've got a, quite a good supply of face masks, which we've been using. We offer them or ask the, the clients to to buy them. But you don't have a, a far, hard and fast strict rule. Do they have to wear a mask to be in the they plane with you? They don't have to wear a mask, but our pilots always wear one. So has the council helped in any way? Did they sort of come to the, to the party and, and assist in any way? Yes, they have. Um, the City of Greater Geraldton, they've deferred all our lease payments, but even since they deferred it, that mandatory code of conduct came out for commercial rentals. So we've put in a further application for a reduction, but that hasn't been approved as yet. And now that the restrictions are slowly beginning to ease, and I I know it's different in Western Australia as it is to Victoria, say, but as these restrictions are beginning to ease, are you sort of feeling like there's a way forward, that it it might happen again? I think it will, but our way forward is going to be with very little baby steps. We're going to proceed very cautiously. We're going to plan to keep our staff levels at the level they are at now. We've only got the one full-time pilot. We've got three that are available for casual work. And our thoughts are that even when things come back, we're only going to keep hiring on a casual basis. We're making that decision on not knowing how, or now knowing how disastrous the results of a global pandemic pandemic can be you know not knowing when international tourism is going to come back and particularly with the tensions that seem to be developing between the Australian and Chinese governments you know we're not confident that we will get big groups back for maybe a couple of years Mm. if at all Mm. you know and because that's what our major part of our business was you know we're pretty nervous about that Mm. so you know we're looking very carefully at keeping the staffing levels low and trying to reduce our overheads and operating costs it's going to be a very cautious 
way going forward. And what would you like to say to anyone thinking about a Western Australian tour right now? Is there anything special that you're offering? Well, we're certainly not taking deposits on advance bookings anymore. We don't want to be caught with having to refund. We would rather just wait until the, all the uncertainty is finished and then when we see the people come through the door, we'll take their, their money then. We have formulated a good deal for the farmers in the region who've had a long seeding process. Um, we're a member of what they call GOP, which is the Geraldton Organised Primary Producers Cooperative, and we've offered all the farmers a, a discount on a tour after they finish seeding. And we are formulating another package because the city of Greater Geraldton is doing a lot of advertising on social media for the tour operators within Geraldton. So I'm just formulating something for that now, which will give a special deal. In fact, we had six people, they were all members of a family, from they were from New South Wales. They'd been stuck at Dongra, which is a little town to the south of us. Because they're a family group, we took them on the tour and I've sent out two bottles of champagne to celebrate them being the first group of people that we've had <laughs> since everything has virtually shut down. So would you suggest that, uh, say, tour operators elsewhere would, would, would benefit from working more closely with their council in this sense? Uh, I think most of them are, Angela. And with the Tourism Council, Tourism WA have been very supportive. Yeah, I think working closely with the council will definitely benefit. Well, how have the other businesses at the airport fared? Do you think they're they're still surviving at this point? I believe so, yeah, because there's only other one, one other charter company in Geraldton mm-hmm. and he wasn't as focused by any means on tourism as we were. Mm. You know, he does a lot of fly-in, fly-out and he has a couple of government contracts which, of course, have continued. So I don't think they've been affected anywhere near as much as we have. Mm. The city of Geraldton itself um, has been affected because there's hardly any planes landing here. You know, with, with us not flying much, um, they're not getting too many landing fees from us and of course the head tax that they were getting from RPT you know that's all down so I think they're they're suffering as well. Have you have you reconsidered what CASA could do to help? I think to be quite honest that CASA have been very good. Uh, My air, air operator certificate expires in May next year and in the mail the other day I got a new air operator certificate which now expires in November next year and no charge whatsoever and we had some SIDS which had to be done on one of our Cessna 310s and I asked for an extension which they granted until we have the next 100 hourly done and they did that without charge. Hmm. I had someone ask me about the SIDS and the Cessnas so that is able to be delayed now. Just until the next 100 hourly you know that was really appreciated but they've been really helpful. And what about the federal government? The government, yep, I reckon they've done well. Okay. Um, I mean, we, we only had four people that were eligible for the job keeper, but that's come through in, in a timely manner. And mm. I had a conversation yesterday with a, a gentleman from the Department of Infrastructure and um, Transport about the refund of excise duty. So he was delightful to talk to. I think obviously the government has said to their departments just be gentle with all these people Mm. and 
that is certainly what they're doing. And he said to me, look, if your estimate for the use of that gas has gone up, just let me know and we can process another another application for you. And he said, you know, if you want to round it up a little bit, don't be worried, you know, just put it up a little bit and so you don't have to do a third um, variation. Mm. So, yeah, I found them to be very, very helpful. Mm. Okay, well, thank you so much, Wendy, for your time today. Thanks again. Well, how do you think everyone is doing? Do Michael, Wendy and Andrew reflect how you are feeling or how your organisation is faring? Leave me your thoughts at rightspeakfly.com forward slash grounded in this week's episode's comments section. I look forward to it. Watch out for a special edition podcast with Jackie Dumovich of Hover UAV about drones. Yes, drones, an emerging part of the aviation industry. Jackie talks about drones in the pandemic, how closed borders leads to collaboration and what to expect from that part of the industry moving forward. And as usual, don't be av bored. There's been a bunch of pilots making the effort to grab a hold of that perhaps once in a lifetime opportunity to fly into a major airport that's seeing about 5% of its usual traffic. Why not you? My tips? As with everything aviation, plan, plan, plan. Phone ahead, book a slot, be with someone that knows what to expect. Your friendly instructor like Andrew may well be eager to step up. Ask others that have already done it and then plan what you might have to do if things don't go according to plan. Remember, a wide runway can distort your perception of where the ground actually is. Plan to stay safe and make sure you post a photo on social media so I can love it. Good luck. I'm Angela Stevenson for rightspeakfly.com. Thanks again for listening. I'm looking forward to your company again in a couple of weeks. Never forget how lucky we are to be in this industry. Spread your wings and spread the love of aviation. And remember, you can always go round.